and we are glad that you are here. And we just have one announcement. We still need communion service, so I have a sign-up sheet in the back. So feel free. There's no obligation. Just one thing is you have a heart to serve. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that you are God with us. You are holy, and we stand in your presence, feeling your glory. We thank you for justice, for saving us from our enemies. We are grateful that you have compassion on those who want to do harm. And we are thankful for your unfailing love. And we praise you for your righteousness. We sing songs of praise. We come to hear the most precious word of God. Lord, you bless for us as he comes, that we may have an ear to hear what thus saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Steffi. Good morning. It's so good to be together on Forest. And as you know, we, we are going through uh, the book of Psalms this semester at Chapel. And it's, it's, we're, I'm excited about this journey. And we are looking at encountering Jesus in the Psalms, living honestly before God. And a couple weeks ago, we started with Psalm 1 and 2. We looked at, at how we find the fulfilled life, the real life we were made for as we trust God with everything, everything we have. And then last week, Mindy invited us to be still and know that God is God from Psalm 46. And today, we're, we're going to uh, dive into to Psalm 7. Um, I, I have to share with you, it, it's, it's hard to, it was hard to choose out of 150 Psalms we only have 13 Tuesday chapels, so I had to choose 13. That's tough. I was narrowing down and whittling, which one's here? Oh, I'm not sure. And uh, I'll just give you a little preview. In, in Psalm 7, verse 9, it says, But you test the minds and hearts, O righteous God. And I was like, well, I guess we got to do that one. <laughs> Apparently, that's the Whitworth Psalm. So that made it easy. Then I only had to choose 12 more. So that was, that was good. Let's just start. Before we dive into Psalm 7, I'll tell you about someone, um, a little story. This is uh, from a book called The Justice Calling by Kristen Johnson and Bethany Wong. It's uh, an incredible book that lays out a, a theology, a biblical theology of justice. So who is the God of justice who cares about justice from the beginning of Genesis all the way to the end of Revelation? How do we see that in all of scriptures? God who cares about the flourishing of, of people with God and with others and care for the vulnerable and the oppressed it's incredible. It's a really good book. And Kristen's actually coming to speak at Whitworth in a couple weeks. So we're excited to have her. And you can keep your ears, eyes open for that. Um, it's going to be really good. They tell a story of a, of a man named Bula. And Bula's story is one that sadly is repeated again and again in our world today. Bula incurred a small debt. And because of that debt, he couldn't pay back. His debtors came, picked him up, threw him in a van, and drove him a thousand miles away where he was forced to work about 18 hours a day in a brick-making factory, in the hot sun with little food, little water, little rest, until he could pay back his debt. But there was really no chance to pay back his debt because it wasn't his money that they were concerned about. They wanted him. Baula was one of 35 million modern-day slaves, more slaves than ever across the Atlantic in the transatlantic slave trade that are slaves today. 
And Vaula, as he sat in that, that brick-making factory, thinking, what can I do? Where can I turn? Where can I cry for help? There's no one who will listen to me. If I cry out to the taskmaster, he doesn't care. He's making money out of my, my oppression right now. I can't cry out to the authorities, the police or the government, because the taskmaster and, and the people who work with him bribe them. They gain money from this slave work. There's no one who I can cry out to. Where does Bula go? Who does he cry to? This is where our psalm comes in. As we read this psalm together, two things. One, it's pretty long, all right? Not really relatively compared to psalms, but longer. So hang in there, all right? We're gonna, we can do it. But I, I would love us to, 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 to read it together, to be the, the people of God reading together this word as our, as our prayer, as our proclamation of it together. But also, as we read it, think of Bula. Think of how he might say these words or someone like him in his situation. So it can be up on the screen here. Let's read it together. Oh, and one last thing. When we get to the Selah, we'll talk about that later this semester. We'll talk about what that means. Uh, or we actually, no one knows what it means, but we'll talk about that. Uh, so for now, just kind of say it, and we'll talk about it later, all right? Ready? Go. Oh, Lord, my God, in you I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and deliver me. Or like a lion, they will tear me apart. They'll drag me away with no one to rescue. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is wrong in my hands, if I have repaid my ally with harm or plundered my foe without cause, then let them pursue and overtake me, trample my life to the ground, and lay my soul in the dust. Selah. Rise up, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake, O my God, you have appointed a judgment. Let the assembly of the peoples be gathered around you, and over it take your seat on high. The Lord judges the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is in me. Oh, let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous, you who test the minds and hearts, O oh, righteous God. God is my shield, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge, and a God who has indignation every day. If one does not repent, God will wet his sword. He has bent and strung his bow. He has prepared his deadly weapons, making his arrows fiery shafts. See how they conceive evil and are pregnant with mischief and bring forth lies. They make a pit, digging it out, and fall into the hole that they have made. Their mischief returns upon their own heads, and on their own heads their violence descends. I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness and sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Amen. Thank you. Well done. This psalmist somehow has confidence. Somehow is confident that they can cry out to God. 
Oh, Lord, my God, and you would take refuge. What gives the psalmist this confidence to cry out to God in his time of need? I think first stop is looking at the psalm from the beginning. We see something interesting. The first few verses, you see again and again God's name. The Lord, Yahweh, five times in the first eight verses, and three times in the first six verses we hear, My God, Lord, my God, Lord, my God. See, the psalmist isn't, isn't crying out vaguely as some kind of being out there, some, hoping something will hear. The psalmist is crying out to this specific God, the God of covenant love, who came to Israel and called Israel to be his people, to be the family of God for the, the light and redemption of all the world. This God, the psalmist cries out to specific God. It's like at a playground when, when a child's playing in the monkey bars and falls, and oh, it hurts, and they say, help, mom, help, dad. It's not a vague, empty kind of who knows to who. It's to a specific person. Mom, dad, help. And so the psalmist cries out to this God, this specific God. What else does the psalm tell us about this God? In verse 6 through 8, it says, it says, it tells us that God, this God is, is a judge. Rise up, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself against the fury of my enemies. Awake, O my God, you have appointed a judgment. Let the assembly of the peoples be gathered around you, and over it take your seat on high. The Lord judges the peoples. This God is a judge. This God is a judge. And the psalmist is saying, Lord, set up, get the courtroom set up. Get it set up. Something's not right. Come on, come out and bring, bring the judge. But not only just a judge, this judge has a specific character. This judge has a character. He goes on and says, let the, wicked, let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous, a righteous God. God is my shield who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge who has indignation every day. This God brings evil to an end establishes the righteous. This is a righteous judge. A righteous judge. Righteousness is one of those words in the Bible that's kind of hard to put our finger on. What, is it, what does that really mean? What is that exactly about? And, and so here's, here's a, a working definition. Here's a shot. Righteous, being righteous is living in faithful relationship with God and others. Or righteousness, maybe, is the flourishing of all before God, as we live rightly before God and rightly with others. That's righteousness, the way it was meant to be. And this righteous judge cares about that flourishing righteousness in right relationship with God and others and all the created world. This righteous judge cares that things are put to rights in the world. I don't know, I'm sure you never ever said it when you were younger, or maybe even more recently, but maybe you've heard someone say, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. I mean, that may have maybe heard in my house every once in a while. And we, when we say it's not fair, do you know what the assumption is? The assumption is somebody is nearby who cares that it's not fair, right? A parent or a friend or a sibling that it's not fair that she took that and that's mine, right? We assume that somebody actually cares that that's wrong. And the psalmist knows that God 
cares because this God is a righteous judge. This judge, God cares about things being put to rights in the world. And when things are evil and wrong, this God cares enough for the psalmist to confidently cry out, God, it's not fair. This isn't right. Okay, we're doing good. This is good. The psalmist, confident, cry out to the righteous judge. But then there's this verse 8. And I, and I, I, I feel conflicted. Oh, Lord, judge me according to my righteousness, according to the integrity that is within me. Well, now here's the problem, right? Here's this righteous judge who judges evil, condemns evil. But the problem is, I have that evil inside of me. I have that selfishness, that evil, that non-flourishing, the ways that I've chosen to, to not trust God, to not care for others in self-giving love the way I was meant to. I have that unrighteousness inside of me. What does this mean for me? I think here we see the psalmist knew something about God. The psalmist knew this God, remember? And psalmist knew that God, this Yahweh, was never a God who, who, who figured out we could do it on our own. This is a God who always approached us in grace. But even more, pointed forward, the psalmist did, pointed forward to a time when, as Paul tells us, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. See, this is fulfilled in Jesus. The whole story of the Old, Old Covenant, the Old Testament is pointing towards its fulfillment in Jesus who comes and lives in our place and on our behalf and in his life and death and resurrection for us gives us his righteousness so that in Jesus we can say, Lord, judge me according to my righteousness because I've been clothed in Christ, cleansed in Jesus, made new in him, united with him. I can pray this prayer with the psalmist because of what Jesus has done on that cross and his life and death and resurrection for us. And so we can join the psalmist. We can confidently cry out to God the judge as ones who are clothed in Christ by faith. And so knowing who God is as a righteous judge frees us to cry out to God for help as we trust in Jesus and his righteousness I know that God hates evil. I know that God judges evil. I know that God is working to restore this fallen world. I know that God cares when I say it's not fair. The other invitation of this psalm is not only to cry out on my behalf, though, though that's good, when we say, God, it's not fair, this isn't right, God, help me. But also, we get to cry out on behalf of others, on behalf of Baula, on behalf of others who are in a place where evil seems to be taking over, saying, Lord, help them. Help them. We cry out an intercessory prayer on their behalf. Lord, help them. And we plead with God the judge because we know God cares. See, Baula's story had something like that happen. Unbeknownst to him, halfway around the world, two weeks before he made a desperate phone call, there was a group of Christians gathered together in Washington, D.C. with the International Justice Mission. Incredible organization. Google it. And they, they were praying for people like Baula 
and his country, that they would be freed from slavery, freed from these things that were taking advantage of people, forcing them away from their families. And so when Bula made his phone call, there had been this prayer going on, and there were actually workers on the ground, IJM workers, who were working to help their country enforce the laws that, that, that abolish slavery, even though they don't get enforced. So Bula made a desperate phone call. And this time, against all odds, only by the hand of God, the authorities listened. Usually IJM had to go and, and push the authorities to enforce their laws. This time, the authorities got the phone call and called up IJM. Will you help us make the raid? And so they go and make this raid, and Baula and 513 others are rescued from this brick-making factory. They're restored to their homes. They're actually paid restitution. They're given, they're given some care to help them re reestablish themselves in their lives. And the God, who is a righteous judge, brings about further righteousness through his people, through his prayer, their prayers, through their activity. God, who is a righteous judge, heard their cry and heard Bula's cry. When no one else seems to care and there's nowhere to cry, we know someone who does. God, the righteous judge, cares. You guys come on up. God, the righteous judge, cares. And we cry out to that God in faith and hope and trust because of who God is. Let's stand and sing to this God, the righteous judge. <laughs>